0: There's a new bit of interesting information coming up in Paul in chapter 5 of Romans. Of course, that's nothing new. Everything is new with Paul. It's a wonderful revelation of God's grace is the book of Romans. Well, you recall that Paul has said, As all the world came under the condemnation and death of Adam, Adam's sin, the head of the human race, brought all the world down. so all the world comes under the justification, that is, the declaration of innocence and life in Jesus Christ. All the world is taken up by faith uh, in Jesus Christ. There is no sacrifice anywhere in the world. That will equal the sacrifice of the Son of God for the sins of the world. No man comes to the Father by him except by him, and through him God will bring faith to men and women. But now this interesting statement comes. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Uh, A translation that's helpful is the contemporary, what is it? The contemporary English version, which says, "...the law came so that the full power of sin could be seen. Yet where sin was powerful, God's gift of undeserved grace was even more powerful." So what does this mean? When I was a legalist, that is, when I believed that I had to be uh, conformed perfectly to the image of God in Christ uh, in harmony with the law in order to be saved, I had to be a perfect law keeper in order to be saved. When I was a legalist, that is, I saw this verse in a different way. I thought it meant the law came in. That is in the uh, revised English, uh, 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 the revised King James version. Moreover, the law entered that sin, that the offence might abound. Well, I thought that meant the law came in, so that somehow, God by the law could stop people sinning because he had made a promise that Abraham would inherit the world. And uh, all families of the earth would be blessed in him. But the world was getting more and more sinful, so God introduced the law in order to put a stopgap to sin uh, so that uh, people could conform to the law and uh, fulfill the uh, conditions of the covenant. That's what I thought it meant. So God brought in the law in order to, as a stopgap, an afterthought, uh, to stop people sinning so that they could fulfill the conditions of the promise. <laughs> well, that is not the gospel, and it is certainly not Paul's intent. First of all, remember what it says in Romans 3, 18, uh, rather 3 19 and 20. We know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, who is that? Well, that's everybody, of course, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. So, you see, when the law comes in, let's read it again. We know that whatever the law says, whenever the law comes in and says what it says, it is for the purpose that everybody may hold their breath in astonishment and shock that they are sinners and guilty. Verse 20, therefore, by the law, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. So the law gives a knowledge of sin. Is that what then Paul means when he says, moreover, the law entered, that the offense might abound? Does it abound in the sense that we become more aware of it? Or does it abound in the sense that we become more sinful when we look at the law because somehow the law kicks off something in us that gets us to do even worse? Well... You might be surprised to know that the latter description I gave just now, dynamic, is the fact, because it says in 7 verse 4, Romans 7 verse 4, "...when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death." Sinful passions are aroused by the law? Well, that's completely opposite from legalism. Legalism says the law leads you to righteousness. Well, according to this, the law leads to sin. How does that work? Well, as you look at the law, for instance, it says, "'Thou shalt not kill, but I say to you, "'Whosoever hates his brother has committed murder,' You shall not cover, uh, steal, but I say to you, whosoever covets has stolen. My goodness, the law is very, very spiritual. When you look at the law, then, you realize how deeply and profoundly sinful you are. And without Christ, that makes you afraid. It makes you separate from God. It makes you angry and helpless. And as a result, you do more sinning. That's what the law does. Let's read this uh, verse again from the contemporary English version. The law came so that the full power of sin could be seen. Could be seen and could be known. And why is that then? What is God up to? Well, read the next part of the the verse. Romans 5, remember, verse 20 Moreover the law, uh, moreover the law entered, I'm sorry, moreover the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded grace abounded much more. Okay, let's read that in the contemporary English version. The law came so that the full power of sin could be seen, yet where sin was powerful, God's gift of undeserved grace was even more powerful. How very, very interesting. And by the way, the word but, which is translated here in the contemporary English version as yet, can be translated as and. And in many, many verses throughout the Bible, it is translated as and. In other words, the Greek word can stand for but or and. So read it with and and see how you come up. The law came so that the full power of sin could be seen, and where sin was powerful, God's gift of undeserved grace was even more powerful. That suggests, when you put the word and there, that the plan of God was that the law should make us more sinful and more aware of our sins, more sharply focused on our condition— so that grace might become more urgent, more necessary, more needed. And when, where sin was powerful, God's gift of undeserved grace was even more powerful. How does grace become powerful in a person's life? Only when he realizes he doesn't deserve it and when he realizes what a sinner he is and when he is overwhelmed by sin. Now, if, uh, if this is so... What does it mean to us personally? You and I struggle with addictions. I'm not referring to particular addictions now, like drugs or alcohol or sex or drugs. I'm talking about human nature. Because human nature is in a state of denial. It is in a state of escape. Escape from what? will escape from the pain of being human you realize it is a human pain it is a pain to be human we come into this world with guilt with shame and fear with a sense of who are we what's life all about where is god does he love me does anybody love me we are in a, a state of brokenness And we become more aware of it the more our consciousness grows and we come out of childhood into adolescence and young adulthood. And so how do we cope with this horrible, monstrous uh, state of um, psychological stress and spiritual stress? Well, we escape from it. We escape by our drugs, by our alcohol, by our food, by our sex, or by just working ourselves to the bone, or just keeping busy reading other stuff than God's Word, simply to keep ourselves functioning in a world that is seemingly alien. That is, a dr- that is an escape. All kinds of escapes. Now, you see, if we are in that escape, we are in denial in denial of reality. So what does God do? Because he wants us to know that Christ has become our righteousness, that the the salvation that Christ has brought is for everyone, and that all are going to receive eternal life as they receive faith in him. Well, how does he bring that about then? He brings it about by making us fully aware of our consciousness. I mean, aware of our sin through our conscience. In other words, the law came in. How does the law come in? Well, it comes in as you read the Bible and as you read Exodus chapter 20, where God gave the Ten Commandments, of course, but it comes in in a thousand other ways, because you see, our mind has the law written on it. And when we become aware of what we have done wrong as children or young adults or teenagers, we are experiencing the law. So, why does God want us to experience this law? Does He want us to feel agonized and, and tormented every day? Of course not. What He wants is for us to see the utter bankruptcy of our human nature and stop trying to improve it, stop trying to ameliorate it, make it better. That's what legalism is always trying to do make human nature better. It cannot. You cannot. What we need to do is to come before God and say, Father, I am bankrupt. My human nature does not cut it. I affirm that my human nature is under the power of death and it cannot do anything good. Can you go before God and allow yourself to say that? Well, you say, I dare. not If I do, all hell will break loose. That's what people are afraid of, you see, the legalists particularly. If he doesn't have the law, have the law to constrain him, then what in the world will stop him doing doing everything he wants to do? But you see, the legalist misunderstands the law. The law does not constrain anybody. It actually excites and stimulates sin. Well, you say, you're bringing me to the cliff edge. Well, in a certain way, yes, you were always there anyway. You just didn't realize it. But what the truth is, that God it is that God reveals our true human nature through the law so that we then flee to Jesus. We say, Father, I have nothing. I am useless and hopeless and helpless. What, what is there for me? And God says, there is my mercy for you. I have given you my Son as your righteousness. In him you are freed from all condemnation, from all identity with sin, from all judgment from me. Yet there is no judgment as you receive your, my Son, Jesus Christ. And so, you see, the law brings us to the end of ourselves so that we might be brought to see that Christ is our righteousness, the new Adam in whom we are saved for eternity." Do you get it then? The law came in so that the full power of sin could be seen. Yet where sin was powerful, God's gift of undeserved grace was even more powerful. Well, thank you for joining me today. Colin Cook here and how it happens. You can hear this broadcast any time of the day or night on your smartphone. Simply download a free app, soundcloud.com or podbean.com and key in how it happens with Colin Cook when you get there. And if you could help with a a hefty donation this time, I'm asking you and pleading with uh, with you, we have a medical situation in Nigeria. An operation is needed for a diseased kidney and we need your help. If you could help with a donation for this 37-year-old man who has a young boy of 11 years old only and he doesn't need to lose his father at this age. So please help. Send your donation online to, to faithquestradio.com faithquestradio.com or send your donation to Faith Quest, P. O. Box 366 Littleton, Colorado 80160. Thanks. See you next 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 time, cheerio and God bless.